School is History. Hi Sarah, what have you got for us this week? Well, 150 years ago, a story ran on the Gawler Police Court. It says the magistrates were kept waiting for about 20 minutes after the court door was open as no police being present or the proper officer of the court to take charge and were on the point of calling on the case and departing when police made their appearance. The bench complained of having to be kept waiting so long and intimated to those whose business it was to attend that if another occurrence of the kind took place, they would call on the cases and if the police were not at their post, would discharge them. The clerk of the court before the police authorities made their appearance went to the door to call out the suitors' names, but that was no part of his duty. The court gave this caution so their time need not be again so uselessly wasted. How dare the police not be present on time? Yes, I'm sure the convicted peasants would have been more than happy for the the cases to be be discharged. Yes, Yes, definitely. They were probably out doing police business, and who knows why they were late, but it's interesting. (laughs) It was a busy courthouse, the Gawler Courthouse. Sounds like it. All accounts. I've read a lot of accounts of cases at Gawler Courthouse. Some very entertaining ones. Do you know where the courthouse was? It was on Cowan Street. Oh, yes. So the building that's there now was built in about 1870s, 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. So there was an original courthouse that's probably at the back of where the police station is now. Mm. But it was on Cowan Street in that general vicinity. Wow. I wonder if, like, the Bunyip percent journalists to the court, you know, I 150 years so, ago. Because there are journalists accounts. Mm. of court cases yeah definitely their journalists accounts because sometimes they get the names wrong oh so in fact in one account i've found they misspell the name three different ways oh <laughs> so okay well they don't they obviously do don't have a, a proofreader no they obviously <laughs> weren't doing a lot of proofreading interesting so well they, i guess when you're in court you're scribbling you got to scribble right. down so quickly don't and you and they would have done it in shorthand yes so they probably just but yeah, still name, it's not very good name spelling in those days wasn't <laughs> a something they cared much about. Mm. So the mm. spellings of the names changed continually through that period. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it would have been interesting to sit in on yes. those cases, that's for sure. Yes, there were certainly some entertaining ones <laughs> from my reading at least. <laughs> So it was happening 100 years ago. 100 years ago, a story with the headline Back As From The Dead was published. It says Mr and Mrs William Painter of High Street Gawler have had one of the few pleasant surprises of the war after many months of great anxiety and distress. It says on Wednesday evening they received a letter from their long-lost son Eric announcing that he was sailing from England by the SS Wiltshire and would arrive in Adelaide at the end of March or the beginning of April. Eric answered the call of country and ultimately gained his war leave in England, electing to go to Ireland for his vacation. From then on, almost three years ago, all traces of him were lost, and it was believed by many friends that he must have gone down in a torpedoed vessel in the Irish Sea. That's an amazing story. Yeah, I think it wasn't uncommon for people to go missing after Mm. the war because they were dealing with PSTD, Mm. but of course wasn't recognised. Mm. My mother had an uncle that he was a ambulance corps, so he was there right from the... He went with the first um, detachment that was sent overseas mm-hmm. and was there to the end. Then he got Spanish flu oh, and no. survived that. And he came back, burnt his uniform and went missing for about 15 years. They didn't hear from him at all. Wow. Because I think just dealing with the trauma, so probably... 
I mean, he'd gone to Ireland and probably just needed The poor to... mother, though. Like, you'd think if oh, you need, if you need yes. to, you know, go off and That's escape, right. send a telegram or something let just to let her know. know. Like, let your family yes. know, I'm alive, I can't yes. deal, and, yes, exactly. you know, you'll hear from me when I'm ready. But at least they, yeah. they know that you're alive. Because going through that horrible anxiety, mm. and I think it was very bad for Australian women because they didn't see their sons, husbands, lovers, whatever, mm. Brothers for years, whereas mm. in England they were just across that bit of water. That's it. They weren't that far, but they were on the outside of the world. They were totally out of reach. Yeah. They were totally yeah, that's horrible. gone from their lives. So I think it was really hard mm. for women in Australia during the war to spend all that time without their mm. loved ones. And, and they had to just take care of things here, didn't they? They had to keep going. They had to just keep life going for yes. the kids and society. Yeah. yeah. So what's happening 50 years ago? This is an interesting one. So 50 years ago, a spear gun was used in a Delhi hold-up. So it says two young men armed with a spear gun staged a hold-up on Sunday night at Mr. and Mrs. Lynn Brereton's Delicatessen on Adelaide Road at Gawler South. They escaped with about $50 taken from the till. At about 9pm, Mrs. Brereton was alone in the shop when the two young men entered and one of them carrying a spear gun. The man carrying the gun told Mrs. Brereton, this is a stick-up, and ordered her to lie on the floor. Wow. That's <gasps> the deli just around the corner from where we live. Is that Dodd's Deli? It would be Dodd's Deli now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Well, unless there was other delis, but I'd say it's Dodd's Deli. I would say so. so. Yes, yeah. Oh, goodness. I can't imagine being... Held up by a spear gun. No, it would be pretty traumatic. Yeah, it's so big yes. and, you yeah. know, what are yes, they going to do? Yeah. yeah, far out. Mm. Only $50, it's not really worth no. it. I guess 50 years ago, $50 was worth more. Probably a few hundred. Yeah. But still not a lot. Not a lot for the effort. No, not a I wonder lot, if they were caught. Yes, I wonder. So what's happening 25 years ago? So 25 years ago, a story titled TAFE Agreement, College Set to Move to High Street was printed. It says Gawler's TAFE College looks set to relocate to High Street, paving the way for the development of a multi-million dollar retail complex in the town centre. Gawler Council appears confident that the $30 million Gawler Marketplace concept will proceed after reaching an agreement to move TAFE from its current Finnis Street site to make way for the Woolworths complex. Council unanimously accepted terms of agreement previously negotiated with TAFE officials and the Minister for Employment, Training and Further Education at its meeting last week. Well, I'm guessing it was relocated because there yes. isn't a TAFE on Finnish no. Street. It's <laughs> the building that now council officers are in, mm-hmm. up beside... The Administration Centre? Yes, yes, it's now the Council Admin Centre. Oh, right. So it was still a TAFE until a few years ago. Oh, OK. And they just closed down a few years With ago all the came... TAFE cuts. Yes, with the TAFE cuts. Yeah. So I think they did mainly computing and business type subjects. So this would have happened just after I moved here. It's funny how we're talking about this 25 years ago and now we're talking about Audi coming into the town. And that's going to council tonight to see council approval to then go to the SCAP for the development approval. So I would say that probably we'll go ahead. Uh, So what was happening 10 years ago? 10 years ago, a local survived the New Zealand earthquake. So the article says a trip to New Zealand last month was a chance for Williston's Jake Jones to make his mark on a drift competition. Instead, he found himself in the middle of the Christchurch earthquake and experienced the true camaraderie of the drift racing family. He says, I was in the city centre when it happened. It was just crazy. We didn't know what was really going on. 
Wow. Mm, that would have been a frightening experience. I just remember, yeah, watching the media reports 10 years ago about it and yes. the unbelievable destruction mm. that it caused in Christchurch. It shows that no matter where it is in the world, there's still connections to home. That's exactly that, right. How connected we are to the rest mm. of the world. Well, not right now, but... No, not right now. <laughs> not <laughs> right now with COVID. But we're yeah. suffering because of that. Yeah, we definitely are. Ways, even just noticing the things that you can't buy anymore, mm-hmm. suddenly beginning to really realise, yes, there's a lot of things that we can't get or yeah. short, and it's particularly hitting small businesses very hard. It definitely is. Yes. All right, well, that's all we have for you this week. Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. See you back here next week. See you next week. Bye.